0: She Hulk Attorney at Law, Season One, Episode Four. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel Plus, the podcast devoted solely to the Disney Plus Marvel series. My name is Brett Scott, I am your host, and this is the show. And today is another special edition of Marvel Plus, a crossover episode with some good folks from the Comics in Motion feed. Their show is called Podcast at Large. They're also covering the She-Hulk series, same as I am. So we decided we would collaborate on episode 4. So today well, they're going to introduce it (laughs) Tanya's going to introduce everyone when we start the episode, but I'll go ahead and do it here as well and you can find links to all of their work and the Comics in Motion feed if you want to go check out their coverage of all things Marvel and all things comics. They have so much stuff going on on Comics in Motion. It's not just coverage of these Disney Plus shows like I do. It's also all the films. It's also DC stuff. It's also comic book coverage. It's insane how much stuff they're doing over there so definitely go check out comics in motion if you haven't already i I, i've waxed poetically about this group of of collaborators over and over again so it's like i feel like if you haven't already checked him out like what are you doing what like how much more do i have to worship at the altar of comics in motion for you to understand that there is some amazing amazing content over there that you should definitely check out As I said, links in the description. Go check everyone out that's involved. Uh, This was a great show. This was a lot of fun. And my first time meeting um, Dan from Spider Dan and the Secret Boars. Um, We've been talking about collaborating for a really long time, and we just haven't got there yet. But today was the day to make it happen for the first time. You know, I it's like once the floodgates are open, I guarantee we'll be collaborating more and more. Him and I have uh, discussed doing a, what he does on his show is he talks about like more obscure films or he compares similar films. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and it's like you'll find a lot of stuff covered over there that you would never find covered anywhere else. Um, But him and I have talked about comparing the movies. Sidekicks and last action hero, doing like a head-to-head matchup of those two films, uh, which I think would be would be brilliant. Um, now, the other three folks, uh, Tanya Todd, Ria Kerrigan, and Scott Weatherly, uh, from Twentieth Century Geek, we collaborated last time for the Ms. Marvel, and we uh, episode I think it was episode three, possibly, and we did a crossover episode just like this. So it's basically the same group of us plus dan so definitely go check out all their stuff like i said link in the description let's jump into this conversation i don't want to waste any more of your time because this is an awesome show um yeah let's jump in
1: thank you for joining us for another episode of she hulk podcast at large we are discussing episode four i'm your host tanya todd here with my trivia wizard co-host spider dan
2: Hello, and we're here to discuss if Marvel has committed a cardinal madder sin.
1: (laughs) Well, this week is extra special. When I co-hosted Ms. Marvel Musings with Rhea Kerrigan, we joined forces with Brett Scott for a Marvel Plus crossover episode. And today we have the same group back for a reunion. Hi, Brett. Glad to have you with us again.
0: Yeah, it's awesome to be here. I had so much fun last time. And when I, I don't know who suggested it. I don't know if for me or one of you, it was like, we should do it again. Um I'm yeah, I was totally on board. Probably Rhea. She's so.
3: good with ideas like that. I'm an yeah. ideas person, not the rest of it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, We totally also have
1: Scott Weatherly of 20th Century Geek Fame.
4: Hey, I think Scott. Yeah, hello everyone. I'm so glad to check (laughs) on this. I'm really excited for this. I enjoy doing these, these, dipping into these Marvel shows. They're always really good fun. And fame, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. That's it now. (laughs) And you've already
1: heard her voice, the woman who needs no introduction, Rhea Kerrigan of Femme on Film.
3: Thanks. I don't know why I said it like that. Oh, <laughs> <'Cause
4: you're laughs> I've already started drinking wine yeah. as well. Is <laughs> your name got a Y in it, but you're not going to guess where Yeah. <laughs> Do you
3: know what? Oh my god. Right. Do you know what? I have not been enjoying She-Hulk at all until this episode. Really? Madison. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. Wow. I don't know. And I know she's Marmite. <laughs> I know she's Marmite. I've already seen the discourse online, which I've been trying to avoid, but I'm here
4: for it.
1: She's a real person, Ria. <laughs> I have to deal with her.
0: Okay. We all know a Madison. <laughs> I, I've actually seen a lot of positive, uh, like a, a lot of Madison love online. That's that's mostly what I'm seeing.
3: Yeah. I mean, I want a Wong and Madison spinoff.
0: Wongers. Yeah. So,
3: Wongers. I'm, I'm <laughs> here for it
4: 100%. I was wondering, actually, I wanted to question that. Wongers. Is that like, you know, the sort of male version of Hooters? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <putting> <laughs> <that> release, <laughs> release the Wongs. Release the wongers.
3: Yeah. That's the wongers. I'm up for that. yeah that, I don't know. I think that's a research
4: theory. You go there you, you, you go the, to theory. the wings, you get like, you know, sausages. So. <laughs> I'm an idea types man. of sausages. That's
2: the, t- <laughs> the tightest shorts imaginable.
4: Actually, yeah. that's, that's it. I'm telling you, man, this, this is a it's a bigger, real business idea. Go for it.
3: <laughs> well, maybe Do we it. should share this business idea. Yeah. It can go it could
4: go there. The promise dude. not to wear the uniform. I'll stick one <laughs> on the both.
3: <laughs> you don't
1: know if, if people are interested in angry faces, they might be interested in, you
3: know.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it right next to infinity cones.
4: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. That could be the the uh, the the other area, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure we'll uh, I'm sure we'll get into the the uh, nitty gritty of of this episode. Yes. But I'd just like to say at the top of this episode, as after last week's spoiler fiasco, um, can we please avoid any potential spoilers or you any? You know what? I- I'm going to counter
1: that with. What? I I had to make a decision that I'm the host of this show, so I have to go into it with the privilege of being the host means the consequence of getting spoilers. If I'm a guest on your show, you better not spoil something for me. Um, But I don't want my guests coming on here all stressed about what they're allowed to say.
3: Oh Neil. I mean, that was was a journey, wasn't it, last week's episode? I listened to it today and (laughs) knowing the spoiler was coming because Dan had revealed it to me. Um, what had happened and I have to say wow that was uh knowing it was coming and then when it came I mean <laughs> more dramatic you, than was, She-Hulk huh it was <laughs> hilarious that
2: was real storytelling set up punchline <laughs> tragedy
1: but I appreciate you trying to protect me Dan especially considering as <laughs> so many times have you spoiled something
2: No. I, I'm I I know firsthand how how bad it feels on my end, let alone your end. So so yeah, I, I do. So I was this just. This isn't
1: supposed to be a stressful show. Like oh, I don't know if I want to be a guest on that show. I'm not allowed to say anything.
4: <laughs> <laughs> After, this is one of the few, this is one of the few ones where I don't really have any spoilers. Usually I'm sort of mm. that one that you know you, you say something. I'm like oh no, but Yeah. Yeah, this one I'm sort of keeping. You know, it's not my really area. That's one of the things I'm enjoying it, actually. This it feels so fresh. Uh, so not, are, are,
1: are we yeah that, are we that seems like a good segue into what is your yeah. history with she-hulk
3: sorry.
0: well i was just are, are we talking spoilers like maybe like uh comic book stuff that might make its way into the show later that no about things that were
1: definitely something that was in the trailer
0: and i don't watch the
1: trailers oh okay okay. i don't want to know what's going on in this show until it happens i don't want to know what's going on in any given movie until it happens i don't watch trailers i don't read about it ahead of time i like to be surprised and it's too easy for me to figure out plots i can't i can't look at a trailer without knowing exactly what happens in the movie and neil or neil
0: extremely confident
1: boiled something big that I had avoided. Apparently I was the only person in the world to avoid it, but I did avoid it and he spoiled it. And it was a moment. <laughs>
2: mm. it, it, was
0: but, defi- yes, it was definitely we, something. We
1: welcome speculation about yes. what might happen in the show based on the comics.
0: Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I'm based- But tra- not based on the trailer. No.
1: Not not based on the trailer. <laughs> no. But it's a okay. complex again, I'm saying, say whatever you want to say. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs>
2: Brett, what is your history with She-Hulk? Uh,
0: zero. Zero. Um, I, I knew of loosely of her origin story, and that is it. I've never read a She-Hulk comic, um, even since the start of this series. I probably will now. Most of these series makes me kind of delve into at least whatever they're loosely basing the show off of, um, like the Hawkeye series. I dove into that, really enjoyed it. Um, so no experience going in i'm just kind of taking the story that they give me and trying to avoid being tainted by any other stories right now like just you know what let's see the story they tell and Mm. a lot of times that works out really well for me um when i'm going into something new like no background no expectations just let them tell me the mcu version of the story yeah
3: don't ask me because it's just what brett said
0: Okay.
3: (laughs) There we go. It's exactly the same, like, knew nothing, knew that she existed, but never read anything. So, and I've wanted to go in not reading anything and just go, okay, there, this is the She Hulk they want to give me. And, and I've just, and that's it. And I, and whilst it's on and I'm watching it, I'm not going to read anything. I will do afterwards, but not whilst it's all happening. I'm trying to go along with the ride.
4: Yeah. I mean, Again, I'm, I'm sort of sort of similar. I think that, you know, I've, I've um I've read comics where she sort of appeared, you know, where she sort of guest appeared, or there's been those sorts of um, you know, Avengers that I've been I've read sort of that I've been trade collecting the uh, Jason Aaron um Avengers. So you know, there's that. So it's really where she's been like a side character or as part of an ensemble, but so I've not really read any of her issues or any of her runs. <clears throat> um but I do remember her being in Things like the early 90s cartoons, you know, so she appeared in the, the Hulk Incredible Hulk cartoon, um, and also she appeared in the Fantastic Four cartoon whenever there was that sort of like the the first Marvel, the the MCU Marvel comic universe, uh, cartoon universe, even so. Yeah, that's that's sort of my exposure, really.
2: Yeah, and and what have you guys thought of the show thus far? We're four episodes in now, so uh, uh, so. Uh, Brett, do you want to start again and how you have felt, how it's been going? Have you enjoyed it? What have you liked? What not have you liked? Uh, just tell us more.
0: Um, I, I, I've i been kind of in the middle on it. I've been enjoying it for the most part, but I'm not blown away by it by any means. Um, uh, but I've had no problems with it thus far. Uh, like I said, I didn't have any expectations for like the origin story and and things like that. So the story they gave me was fine. Um, it, it didn't bother me uh, that they might have changed things because I didn't know really what they changed. Uh, it sounds to me as though the character is being treated similar to how she's treated in the comics. So I'm happy to hear that, but had no expectations of it whatsoever. Um, this, I will say though, that, so this for me, surprising as it was, was the strongest episode. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I I don't know why exactly, but it feels like they found a groove. It's like, they're finally doing what the show is going to, like, they finally reached, Hey, this is what the show is going to be. And like week to week, this is the kind of stuff we're going to do. And now, now that we've got the origin story out of the way and set everything up. I feel like I'm enjoying what they gave me this week and, like, hope for more of it. Cool. You're
3: getting Uh, nods all around the table there. (laughs) You're not getting a nod from me. I I Mm. feel the opposite about this episode. (laughs) That's so interesting because I have not enjoyed this show at all. And Kevin, my other half, and I have been really excited about seeing and watching something together. And after last week's, he just said, I'm not watching this with you anymore. I'm not enjoying it. It's shit. There's, like, literally nothing I enjoy about it. And I was the same. And I was like, if I didn't have to come and do this podcast, I would stop watching it. And then I watched today's episode, and I loved it. I was, like, just 100% in. And I think it has. I think you're 100% right, Brett, that it's hit its groove. The tone for the other three is all over the place. I didn't get it. I was like, this is not working for me in any way. What is this show? And and it just had so many ideas just in three episodes that didn't go anywhere. And I was like, what well, I because I went in with no expectations and it's She Hulk attorney at law. And we watched the first episode. And I was like, okay, great. So and I know there's there's different opinions on this. I was like, so she's gonna, it's gonna be her having to reckon herself and she-Hulk you know, all of that sort of stuff whilst doing her job and being competent at her job because she's working in the DA's office, right? And then there was none of that until this episode. Like, Hmm. even in the last episode when she's trying to get um, Abomination out and she's all, like, nervous and scrabbling around. And I was like, really? Is this what we're doing because she seems incredibly competent and witty and smart. <clears throat> and I just like, that wasn't working for me. And then in this episode, I was like, right, I get Jen now. She, this feels true. This feels like a true representation of Janet, who Jen is. And I really like her.
4: It's. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sort of similar. I think this is, this, been, this is going to be um, a bit of a run. I want sort of, you know, before you sort of give an overview of the show, I just want to give this the same idea. Cause what, the one thing that's been hitting me is, and especially watching this episode, um this episode is basically and you know a film disagree is fine throw things at me but like basically this is a legal drama with a superhero here, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. this is Boston legal with superheroes Element Be with superheroes, like, this is this is what they're trying to go for and this episode sort of hit that niche where you're mm-hmm. going oh we have the com- the legal comedy, but we've got the sort of character development stuff going on in the background the one thing I'll say is those first three episodes the whole Emil Leblansky thing all that stuff should have been one episode. Like that first episode should have been an hour and it should have been done. And that's your origin story. That's your setup. Move on. And then each episode is this thing. Like they make the joke. She made the joke. I think was it, is it was it? maybe in the last episode. She made the, the joke about, <clears throat> you know, oh, this show isn't going to be a cameo fest of every episode. Oh, apart from this. Apart from, I, I thought that joke was good. I was like, oh, that's, That made me chuckle because that's exactly what this show is. It feels like this feels to me like a Chip Zdarsky comic. This feels like, you know, when he does those quirky kind of like, it's like, here's how the duck is my reference point. So I was like, oh, okay, that's what this is going to be. And it hit it with this. But it feels like, you are right, like they didn't know what they wanted to do. And they're, they're almost nervous about getting to this episode. So they've been like, oh, she's got to have action. We've got to have her hawking out and, you know, throwing people around, and we've got to have this. I'm like, no, 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 don't worry about the fighting. Like, do the fun stuff. Like, she, you know, her being a hulk, but like, yeah, have her be confident and use it. So it's been it's, it's been a bit of a journey getting here. Before we get too deep
2: into the episode, we're just going to do. I'm just going to do a quick synopsis <laughs> of uh, what the episode was all about. So um, it kind of sort of picks up after the last episode. Uh, we have um, Jen being visited by her dad, uh, who is trying to help her and defend her against these four guys, the Wrecking Crew from last week. And Wong is back because he needs some legal help. And we've got a stage magician. A sta- I can't even pronounce. Stage magician um, Donny Blaze, not Johnny Blaze, <laughs> Donny Blaze. Um, I don't, th- I don't know why they couldn't have come up with a more original name. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yes, Donny Blaze, and he is a former student of Wong's from the Sanctum Sanctorum. He's got one of the sling rings uh, to open up portals. And he's using that very recklessly, and Wong wants to sue him. Uh, and he's like, "Well, I'm a stage magician. You can't sue magic. It's not thing. You can't do it. Can't copyright. Can't trademark." And uh, and uh, yeah. So the, as the court case goes on, uh, this Madison girl who was transported by Donnie by accident into Wong's house after making a deal with a satanic goat to get out of hell, effectively <laughs> or a hell dimension. Uh, uh, and Wong learns of this, uh, meets her, and obviously Tonya doesn't like this character because she she does spoil things. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, we've got we we understand that. Uh, moving on, uh, we also have this B plot of She Hulk and her love life. So in the comics, she's a very sex positive character, and it's very go get em in her love life. And uh, we kind of see her struggling on these on these uh, Tinder style apps. I think it's called Matcher. And she's not, as Jen, she's having a poor time. So she decides to create a She Hulk profile, which does very, very well, very well with the gentlemen of the world in Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, and they come out of the woodwork for her, and they're very weird. They're all a bit weird and a bit kinky. Um, But she meets one person that she gets on very well with because he was like, oh, tell me about you. That's it. That's what did it. That's what did it. That's the that's what turned the tide. It's and it's a low
3: she, bar, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very bloody low
2: bar. <laughs> bloody hell. Uh and she they're like, right, let's go. And let's go have sex. Um so they go back and then Donnie has opened another portal and released a ton of demons. And he uh he pulls She-Hulk out of her uh tryst and they go and fight these demons. Solve the case because Donnie's like, yeah, 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 I'll sign the, the waiver, whatever it is. Uh the non the non-admittance, the non-committal, whatever, whatever it was called. Uh, the le- legal phrases. Ceasing to sleep. That's the one. Legal terms, legal terms. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of I think that's kind of where we leave the episode. Jen wakes up in the morning, um, and she is Jen, uh, not she hulk. And the guy does not like that, and he clears off. Quick.
3: typical man doesn't understand women and code switching, mm. and we have to do that all the time, right?
2: She made typical. him breakfast as well, and he didn't even stay for that. Um, and then right up at the end, we get uh, he uh, a uh, is it what do they call it? Um, uh, what do they call it? Tag. Yes, subpoena. yeah, that's it. Subpoena, <laughs> subpoena. You've been. You've just been served. A subpoena. Um, yeah. So, uh, and it's Titania from the very first episode, and briefly in the others, suing Jen for the Tree Hulk trademark, which Titania has trademarked very cleverly. Um, and that's where we end. And then we get a stinger at the end with more time with Madison and with Wong uh, watching Sopranos and other TV and bonding. Um, but that is a, is the episode. Um, so that is as far as I can remember. Uh, yeah, but- and I
1: feel like that's a lot to unpack, don't you think? Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was a lot.
1: Was where a do lot. you want to start? <laughs> wh-
2: wh- who wants to speak about what first? Where, I- where do we yeah, want to go?
4: I, I want to throw something out, actually, that I'm a bit... You know, I have a nitpick. I want to throw out a nitpick with with this. Yeah. Comitage. All right. When we started Doctor Strange, it took Doctor Strange weeks and endless effort to find Comitage and to be accepted you know, into the mystic arts in order to sort of you know fix his hands, and and Wong was sort of like you know against it, and that the you know the ancient one made it all really difficult, and this thing. It now appears that basically it's become like an online course where you commentary is just accessible to anybody, and you get to keep a sling ring as a memento, and <laughs> it's the, the you know Wong is both you know a good and a terrible master of the mystic arts because uh, yeah it, it just feels he goes around from portal like, the mystic is also in the open like we all know this thing from the events of the other films but like there's been no mystery to commentage now like, the name thrown around left front right, and center anyone can do it it you know i know they had it in um no way home um you know uh the spider man film obviously but like with, with ned but like, I, I don't know it just feels so cheap and, and easy now that it just sort yeah, of, I it feel was... like
1: it's character assassination for Wong. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? <clears throat> what are yeah. you doing to him? Mm-hmm. He needs her help to take out these pathetic little demons. Are you kidding me? Mm. What if she had never become She-Hulk? You just mm-hmm. met her. I I don't even understand how she's his go-to person for this, or how yeah. he can possibly be considered this grand sorcerer, but he can't handle a few baby demons without asking for help. I just.
2: Also, I can't with that. Let's let's rewind. Also, Avengers Endgame, him and Doctor Strange, Portland, literally everyone.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Right
2: <laughs> before before Shield was even a thing.
1: So he has this massive power, and it's like, oh, I need help with these like half a dozen babies. Well, maybe maybe it's it probably he... like yeah. two dozen, but whatever. But,
4: like, but just, you're right. Though. Come but, on. But he doesn't because at the end of it, he basically turns a portal into a vacuum and sucks them
1: all out anyway. Right. And where did they go? And what's the what's the
3: consequence for wherever he sent them? This is this is becoming my my wider problem with the MCU and the TV shows. I feel like it's just lazy. Yeah. And I'm getting frustrated. I am. I mean, I think it was about a year ago, Dan, you had a conversation with Mike about uh, superhero fatigue. So I'm, I'm lagging behind. But that's because I watch everything after everybody else. Um, and I'm there. And I think for me, my enjoyment of this show is suffering from that because everything feels lazy and just like they're just churning it out. And I feel like no thought has been put into this show. And it makes me sad. <laughs> it makes me not want to participate.
1: It's like I'm glad to have more Wong, but I want him to be himself. I want mm-hmm. him to be powerful. I want him... To have some kind of agency, not just, oh, I can't, ha- I'm bumbling, I can't handle these simple things on my own. How did you get to be in charge, if that's the case? Like, this is not acceptable.
2: Doctor Strange died. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Come on.
2: <laughs> you
1: helped save the world. You can't handle a few babies.
0: I, to be are honest, you... like, I, sorry, Brett, you go ahead. Uh, well, are you guys noticing a theme here? Because uh, a lot of people are kind of being... uh pushed to the wayside a little bit in this series and it, it may be for a good reason they're trying to spotlight she hawk and they're making this um uh i don't know a, a very female centric show and maybe that's something that they're doing with it is like well maybe we needed to dampen these very powerful males no we know. need to elevate
1: <laughs> her power not
0: i diminish yes, yes, other yes, people. exactly exactly yeah, absolutely. Correct. Correct. But yeah, you see, the Hulk seems like, I mean, I feel like I could take the Hulk at this point, like <laughs> from the beginning of the series. And then, yeah, Wong is just this guy. They really diminished him and Carmitage. Like the whole uh, idea of the mystic arts is just like, it, it, it seems almost silly now.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't
0: seem as serious. I always do it,
3: it seems like.
0: Yeah. I always, yeah just I always get a ring and you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm. i always. I tweeted about this a while back, but I'm always surprised when it comes to the public knowing everything about Infinity War and Endgame. Like they leave no details out at mm. all. So every single person in the MCU, or well, on Earth, maybe in the universe as well, knows exactly what happened. You know. In multiverse of madness, yeah, he, that on. guy knows. Every, he knows that Doctor Strange made the decision to do that.
4: Yeah, and I, I just there's, I a, do... there's a wider point about this actually. I I thought hit it before, but it sort of when I was Black, this comes to Black Widow, and I want to make this point because you know there's been in, in this there was there was some early um, pushback on this show, and they were like, no, nothing's addressing, um, you know, basically the, the events of this, this, and this, right? And we've had like Eternals, and there's like a super beat, like this giant egg. The world's an egg, and then we're going to try and, you know, that's you know, no one's dealing with that. But then there's obviously the 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 blip, and everyone being brought back. And one of the things that no one seems to mention in Black Widow, they show, um, has everyone seen Black Widow right before mm-hmm. I start? All right, Tanya, can I check? <laughs> right, fine. In it, you see, um, Elena go through. Uh, and you've seen in you saw it in one division as well with uh, Maria Rambo. you've seen these characters; they appear and they reappear in the place that they were at. Okay, so when Hulk, yeah, when Bruce did his thing, there were people that would, would have been disappearing when they were in planes. There were people that were on cruise ships. There were people on tube stations. Can I say the moment he did that, there was a gen, there was a mass. You know bodies were falling from the sky, trains mm-hmm. were crashing into people, people were reappearing on motorways and being run over. Like it's not just we brought people back, it's oh they appeared where they were, and you know, there was mass death in that, and no one seems to have addressed that. like that's clearly the way it worked. Um, and so be I just amazing find it- if She-Hulk was
3: then representing. All of the people.
4: That's what I'm trying to say. Like, there's so yes, many stories. you Yes. What an could
3: opportunity. Do. Yeah.
4: Mm. Because another one that was really interesting. Someone said to me, like, you know, the the, the head of the eternal that comes out of <clears throat> the earth. Someone's done a calculation that said the volume that that covers would have caused a, caused a tsunami this high and done this level of damage. And I'm going like, why are we not doing like instead of doing this piffling stupid Donny Blaze stuff? Which, mm-hmm. to be fair, I did kind of like the name. I thought. It was probably, <laughs> but, what, yeah, why why is she not taking on like real lawsuits against superheroes? Like at this point, someone should be trying to sue the Eternals. or someone should be suing the. Yeah, someone should be I, trying to sue Bruce. but going like, I didn't want my wife back. Like, why did why is <laughs> I'm having to hey. pay <laughs> alimony? Now. Hey. Hey. Judging, like, have, have a horrible bloke saying like, well, I shouldn't have to pay alimony just because my kids have come back.
2: I'll be honest, Scott. I don't think genocide lends itself to comedy very well. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do oh, do it, yeah. oh, come, come
1: on, five, Dan. Give me have five minutes.
2: Uh, That's why I think we. I mean,
1: did you guys see Castaway?
4: Tom Hanks' film. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So there are situations like that where people
1: could have been. They could have moved on after five years, and how do you deal with things? And now, are you a bigamist? You know, like Mm. what do you do with those situations? Those are law factors that could be incorporated into this show, but which
2: which partner do you divorce? You know, yeah, you can't be can't be married to two people. Which one do you
4: choose? Mm. Yeah, I, I think I think this is just this is playing so sort of piffling silly stuff that I, you know. Although it's sort of kind of fun, it's fluff, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I'm constantly thinking like, there big. This could have really been sort of like a fun comedy drama, and they just didn't have the balls to go for it. And, and as you said, really, it's lazy. It's you know. They watched Ali McBeal for three seasons and went. That was it.
1: <laughs> but that had more seriousness to it.
4: Yes, it did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I mean, to, to Dan's point, it, it some of that subject matter is a little too serious and intense to put in sitcom form. Which is, I think, that's the aim of this show to be like a procedural mm. courtroom slash comedy. Like, I don't think it's supposed to be taken no. too seriously. Like, the point is to be kind of kind of fluff. I don't think it's supposed to be much more than that. And to bring in all these really serious situations, would, you know, you'd know, you end up with a Thor Love and Thunder situation, it, which is like this really intense comedy juxtaposed, juxtaposed with really intense, like dark drama and serious matter, you know, death and sadness. You know, in the very next scene, you get, you know, silliness.
3: Right, Man, it I doesn't think...
0: work. Yeah, and that was—I was to
3: that... was
4: say because that was a complete cluster as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, I'm that watching that really... tonight.
3: I've not seen it. Shh,
4: shh, shh. Oh, no spoilers. spoilers. You
3: can do spoilers. I'll I don't tell you know. what. No, Plus, no, I'm, I'm going to a pot of wine, so it's fine. <laughs> speaking,
2: <have> forgotten. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of uh, horrific, horrific oh. um, diseases, and uh, and 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 when women dying, uh, I'd like I'm to in. bring up the She-Hulk <laughs> criminal case. Of the week. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, uh, what a segue. <laughs> again, again, li- light and fun, light and fun. Um, so the She-Hulk criminal case of the week, if you haven't been listening, is me introducing everybody to a very obscure and weird and possibly a bit shit uh, Marvel villain. So here we go. So She-Hulk's criminal case of the week is the state of New York versus Victoria Murdoch, the asbestos lady. Murdoch stands accused of violating the Clean Air Act of 1970. So, the asbestos lady was a genius scientist who utilised asbestos and its many properties to lead a life of crime, creating asbestos-lined net armour, a flamethrower, and guns loaded with asbestos bullets in order to do battle with the original android Human Torch. <laughs> Victoria was instrumental in introducing the torch to his kid sidekick Toro. She heard about several advancements his father had made in asbestos science. Uh, developed by Fred Raymond, who is Toro's father, and wished to have them for herself. And after failing to force the secrets out of him, she killed the family in a blaze that Toro survived due to his immunity to flame, which would lead him to developing the same powers as the Human Torch once they met. The Human Torch defeated the Asbestos Lady by melting her boots onto the road. Did you
1: say her last name is Murdoch?
2: Yeah. yeah. no relation. No relation. <laughs> what, what year was she introduced? So, like so, the, movies, so, yeah. so it was like nineteen nineteen, I want to say thirty-nine, forty. Yeah. Okay. So that makes so, sense. Yeah, it's, it's a golden age. It's a golden <laughs> age comic book for reasons. Um yeah. sadly, um, unsurprisingly, she died from idiopathic mesothelemia uh, at the age of 45, presumably from asbestos exposure. But don't worry, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, they never leave a good idea down. So they brought (laughs) back the asbestos lady in the form of the asbestos man who did battle with Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, and uh, he recently... Well, they
1: really recycled that one, didn't
2: they? Yeah, Uh, again... Not, at the time, the people were not fully aware of the dangers of asbestos, um, but he turned up recently with an oxygen tank, uh, and the he went to rob a bank, and the people weren't so much scared of him, but that he was covered in asbestos, and they wouldn't <laughs> go near him or touch him, and neither would the superheroes, and unfortunately he died from the very same thing as the Asbestos Lady. So they
1: just filled in the storyline like a Mad Lib, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty
2: much. (laughs) Interesting (laughs) fact, though, before Marvel introduced the Asbestos Lady, Turner Newell Limited, an asbestos manufacturing giant, used a Greek goddess-like figure holding a shield, protecting civilization from the elements as a mascot to sell their products and called her Lady Asbestos. Wow. <laughs> so maybe they were oh, well, inspired. There's
1: our court case, right? They could sue mm-hmm. for that.
2: <laughs> Copyright infringement. Um yes. But yes, that was uh the She-Hulk criminal case of the week. <laughs> nice. Thank uh... you. <laughs> uh so go Google the asbestos lady. That's pretty much all I have on her anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think we need to talk about the other new character. We we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about Madison. But how about Donnie Blaze? Like seriously. I thought I misheard it at first, but no, it was Donnie and Dan, you know more about obscure comic lore than anybody I know. Before the show had you heard of him?
2: I think he's an original character. There is Johnny Blaze is Ghost Rider. So right. The, car- the character that That's why Cage. I
1: thought they were going for that and it's like, wait, no, yeah. this doesn't seem like him.
2: Yeah, no. Um I I'll be honest, I can't stand stage magicians. Mm. I, I find them Ooh, really. Oh, that's why you
1: had trouble saying it. It's like I just I can't I can't even. I, I'm, say I'm so
2: it. Ma- I'm so <laughs> angry. There's only I, I've got like one friend who's a magician. I can just about stand him. Um, and I just yeah I, I enjoyed that it made fun of stage magicians, but the fact that it was all about stage magicians, I can't even say it. I'm that annoyed with the the whole concept. Um, it was just yeah it was it wasn't. I'm with Tonya on this one. It, this one wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, it, he's as far as I'm aware. I think they could have easily made him a character. I think he could have been Miracle Man or um Marvel's Miracle Man, not the one they've just bought, but the original one from the Stanley and Jack Kirby one. Way, way back, very obscure. But you know, I I think they could have done something else with it, but um, but no, they I think I'm pretty almost certain he's a uh, an original character. But yeah, and not one I like. So so not a fan, huh? What about you, fan. Brett?
0: Okay, so well, two things. The Donnie Blaze, Johnny Blaze thing is we can. okay. it's not a spoiler now that they've already done it. Okay, so in the trailer, they showed this magician and a lot of people were speculating. There was a little sign in the background that read Donnie Blaze, like the magical Donnie Blaze, whatever. But it was very small. And you know how people like to zoom in and and grab the easter eggs and somebody was like oh my god it's johnny blaze he's gonna be in this episode they're gonna introduce ghost Rider in this series here we go and then yeah this was a kevin feige joke like this mm-hmm. was someone playing a joke on the fans you know uh as they do with the ralph boners of the world like this is this is the mm. kind of thing they do and so the donny blaze thing i think it was 100 just a little stab at the fans just to mess with us um Luckily, I I wasn't all hyped up for Ghost Rider to show up in the She-Hulk series anyway. So uh, it didn't bother me. Um, The the second point is that I think their whole magician part of this episode and having him be a big part of the show was. okay. so Tanya, where are you at? Like, where do you live? What area? I'm in Las
1: Vegas
0: las vegas okay um so but you're probably aware of the magic castle in los angeles right which is mm-hmm. like a famous magic place and like it's very exclusive and you have to know someone to get in and that's the only way that you can go and you have to be a member and um i think that's what it was this is a very la show and they're really trying to lean into that wherever they can and i think this was like a little uh Homage to, to the Magic Castle and how big of a deal that is amongst the uh, elite. Elite in LA. So that's all. I think that's the only reason they made it a magician. Like that's they, the whole magician episode thing was just to play on that magic castle theme. Um but yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I I thought it was a little bit silly, um, but I think it was supposed to be. So it, it didn't bother <laughs> me. Um I, I did you, enjoy it. I'll I'll say, I, in, in. I, I did enjoy the the humor of like how all of his tricks were terrible. Like you could always see the strings being pulled and the rabbit being pushed under the hat and stuff. That was great.
4: That, that, I was, that, the, the one in the court where the, you actually saw him placing the rabbit behind the t- the, the handkerchief, I thought that was quite funny. <clears throat> what I would say is that yeah, again, I just found him irritating. But I think he was supposed to be irritating, so he was sort of like you know because he kept going Donnie please and doing all that, and I was like, yeah, all right, I get what he is. The, 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 again, this comes to the, sort of the weird confusion <clears throat> about this show. Like you said, because the, the, it was clear that, the, you know, the the, uh, the magic tricks aren't good. You know, he's obviously sort of like mm-hmm. not a great, because the whole thing is he has to rely on this thing. But what I was curious about, <clears throat> and this was sort of um, the thing I was missing, and this I don't, I don't need a full origin story, right? But that room was packed. Like where he was performing was full right after after he was doing no 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 no. that's even when he's
3: that were even no, Ma- it was empty when was Madison a, was like, there there was still, few people, there. Was still there.
4: Well, a few people there but i wanted to sort of what i wanted to know was like what's driven him to this point mm-hmm. like is he you know he's from come from come town. it's like why has he not done this before why did he not leave straight away and be like mm. cool that's what i'm gonna do like what has pushed them to this point? Like all they needed is a drop line with, you know, the sort of the his hype man, which I thought that was quite funny as well, the sort of the the old guy that was sort of with him, saying, like, you know, we are broke. Like this, we we are just on the slide. Like, yeah, we're on the decline. You we've got to do something. Like, you, you know, and he be almost being reluctant or whatever, and then sort of being sort of pulled in by the sort of the fame of it. But it just sort of happened. I was like, I don't, I don't quite get what's triggered this. Like, why now? Why not like before? And so, again, it just felt like a cheap thing where I was just like, all right, we're not going to worry about the motivations of anything. It's just sort of like slingering away. And I was just like, okay, that's fine. Like, how long is he, when was he at Comatage? Like, was it decades ago? Was it years ago? Last right. week? I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about Donnie Blaze other than he's a bit of a prat. But that's that. And also, like, I was a bit like, what if he is that kind of prat? Like, why not straight away after leaving Cometage? Why does he leave Cometage? Like, you know, it, it it just felt like, again, all I can think about is these shows. What are they like twenty five minutes long? Ugh, less probably. I've got something to talk about that later. Well, I'm that's important. Like, make that if you were to make this um, f- fifteen minutes longer, go for that forty five minute length, and actually pad some of these characters out. Like, it would feel. So much more, sort of like I would care. Not about, pad so them, fill them. Fill them out. Well, yeah. Them as give them more, like, give, give them, make right. them, make them more two dimensional. Make them actual actual characters rather than just sort of like, you know, random legal case of the week. Like, give it some shot. <laughs> Look
1: half. how low your bar is. Just make them two dimensional. I don't need three dimensional. <laughs> I'm just make asking. I'm asking. Yeah. Ask,
4: yeah, yeah. One dimensional, sort of like, is what we get. Two dimensional is <laughs> a step up, like, three dimensional, or. I think I'm uh, I'm I'm re- I'm str- I'm reaching there. But they really right, need but... some asbestos lady in this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my problem. Was like by halfway through this episode, I was just sort of like, well, they don't seem to care about anything about him, so why should I? It's
1: you know, Dan, to the they could have done something like that. They could they could have in the beginning, she could have turned to the camera and said, "I know you're used to all this serious stuff, but this is not that kind of show. We're just here to have fun.
4: Be prepared for some silly characters." But, no, but the thing and is, then we'd right, be ready. But they met. Like, one of the things that sort of when they when they promoted this show, they met, they referenced Fleabag. They were like, "Oh, Fleabag's one of our touch points." And I was I was like, "Brilliant!" Because Fleabag's amazing. Right? Is that a character? No, Fleabag's <laughs> it's, a, it's a UK sitcom written by oh, okay. um Phoebe uh, Waller-Bridge. Waller-Bridge, thank you. And it has that fourth wall breaking kind of thing. But it, oh, okay. But it I really does deal with. You know, like a woman dealing with relationships, family, and it's funny. It's funny as hell, but it deals with a bunch of stuff. But like, it's all—it's taken like elements of it, but not—not not got the sophistication or not got the sort of like you know the nuances that that, that show has. And so, yeah, that's the problem. I just feel like this is almost—it's—it's—I don't know. Really, I'm going to throw it to you. I'm just sort of going to keep going around that circle.
3: But you're—you're—you're 100 you're right. When I was watching it, I thought i mean maybe this shows that it wasn't very good i was just there going was he a magician beforehand yeah like how did he end up in kamataj like how did he get the ring i was and i was like and why is he down on his luck now did he leave and then have no money how did he meet his stage hand and was probably not a great sign if i'm thinking all of these six during the episode at how well it in a 20 minute well episode landed. you yeah. have time for all of those thoughts <laughs> because that is interesting and then if he turned around and said to Wong i'm doing this because we're literally starving like you'd be like okay cool exactly That's an interesting
4: yeah, the resolution. Oh, that's an
3: interesting <clears throat> thing to talk about in this episode.
4: What? Yeah, because to me, this episode shouldn't have been, you know, Donnie Blaze and his crew accepting the cease and desist and giving up. You know, that him going, "Oh my god, I've made this big thing, and all the demons are coming out ah, and running off." Like that's that again. That felt cheap. There needs to be some emotional resolution between him and him and Wong, where like Wong's actually got to say, like, actually, I, you know, I'm partly responsible for this. I let this person who failed out into the world. Like we have no path from commentage into the world we just sort of kick them out Fantastic with a
3: point yeah that's <laughs> yeah. totally good so you're just releasing these people yeah. into the world no, and, and like, with, with right. some magic power knowing that they can't control yeah. it and even harry
4: potter pot. even harry potter deals with this kind of thing <laughs> where they've got right well we've actually got the ministry of magic to watch over these things and that like wong's going eh, i'm too busy catching up on the sopranos and drinking yak mil- uh, yak's milk and vodka like it, it I don't know. It just feels so sort of unthought through. Like, this is the first draft. Like Someone's pitched this and they've gone, go. Sorry. I'll shut up now. I'm on mute.
2: <laughs> so, so, Ria, you were going to say something before. Was it about the runtime? or
3: Right. So I was, I've been watching this. again, These episodes are really slow. So today, before this, I d- decided to look up the other shows and the length of their episodes, right? Because for me... Once again, I feel much like Ms. Marvel, there is a lack of faith from Marvel itself in this show. I'm a visual effects geek, and that's how I can tell. They have not let the incredibly talented and skilled visual effects team finish their work, right? And we all know there's issues currently at Marvel and the visual effects team. So but for me, it's a huge indicator. So I wanted to look at the episode length. So one Vision average episode length, 50 minutes. Falcon Wind Winter Soldier, average episode length, 45 to 50 minutes. By the way, this is from the internet, so I might be wrong by a couple of minutes, everybody. <laughs> Don't shout at me. <laughs> Loki, 40 to 50 minutes. Hawkeye, 45 to 50 minutes. Moon Knight, 40 to 50 minutes, sometimes up to an hour. Ms. Marvel, 40 to 50 minutes, but more on the 40-minute scale. And then She-Hulk. And this is including all of the credits in the opening, which you cannot skip. Thank you, yep. Dan. Um, 30 minutes is the average episode length. And that includes all of the credits, the actual episode length. You're looking at about 23 minutes.
2: Yeah, they go Mm -hmm. on for a while.
3: And for that, you look at that and I'm like, that is bullshit. And there's something there. You know, there's something with Ms. Marvel being released at the same time as Obi-Wan and being short. There's something about She-Hulk being only on average 30 minutes long with credits. Like there's... And that's what I mean. You can tell there's a lack of care and it's so frustrating.
4: Don't forget as well that Andor's being released next week as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
3: it's like, if you weren't happy with this product, spend more time on it. Rethink right. it. Like you you, you don't respect the people who are either working on this, who are in watching it or invested in it. By doing this, by just putting it out and going, oh, it's not a great product, but we'll do it anyway. It's like, it's the sunk cost fantasy, right? So, like, oh, well, we said we'll put it out on this date, so let's do it. No, we'd all much rather if you pushed it back six months. And I just think there's something there that shows they don't have faith in it.
0: I think you have to take into consideration that this is nine episodes. Most of those other series are six, right? Mm. Except for. WandaVision, which is a way more serious, dramatic series. I think the episode length on this, this, I mean, I expected it from the beginning to be shorter length episodes just because um the format. Like they're they're making it sound like it was going to be sitcom style, which is very much 30-minute episodes, like shorter, quicker story of the week, not as much of like an ongoing story, just like we'll do with this case this week, next week. It's loosely Uh, piece together but pretty much we're doing villain of the week and so I was kind of expecting that the runtime hasn't bothered me um and and second secondly I I just feel like I think you guys are expecting way too much from this (laughs) silly She-Hulk series You you want all these like deep dramatic beats you want them to um Fill in the character of Donnie Blaze. I care less about Donnie Blaze. Like I don't need more Donnie Blaze history. I'm fine with it. I'm with Brett. I'm with Brett on this one.
3: I just want it to be good, though. I I think that they're incredibly valid points, but I think you can still do a 23 minute sitcom show and do it well, and and have it be funny and still have it be somewhat meaningful in some way.
0: This is your favorite episode, there, right? You did say yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Out of out of the floor. One because I feel like it's really hit it's 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 the humor's at the right level for me. And I feel like it's hit that stride of episode of the week, you know. And I feel like we've got I feel like Jen's come into her own, I feel like She-Hulk's come into her own. And and I think the things it was trying to say aren't as pushy as maybe some of the earlier episodes in the terms of being woman and feminism and stuff like that. And so I and I think it nailed that. So it's not to nod, nod, wink, wink. You know the fact that she gets Mm -hmm. more men interested in her when she's She Hulk. The fact that she's nervous about putting a profile. You know all of this sort of stuff is. So that stuff felt real to me, but I mean, I don't believe that she as Jen could not get more (laughs) hits.
1: Like, come, I get more than that on Instagram without even having, like, without asking anybody to. She is adorable there is no way that if she's putting herself out there on this site that even maybe not good matches but she's (laughs) getting creeps like she's getting hits people are saying they want to meet with her what what do you think of how they handled her dating life ria
3: uh I think really interesting I do like seeing that she went on really shitty dates with really shitty people um, because that is life. Because like you go on like 50 and this must be right for both men and women and everybody in between you go on about 50 and there's two good ones in there and then that person if they're a decent person will t- turn around and go oh the chemistry didn't really work and you go oh, okay cool and you have a hug and go off um or they ghost you right I've not dated for a long time but i you know that was how my life used to be um mm-hmm. And so I liked it and I liked that she's, she, I mean, it makes me feel sad for Jen, but I feel like she's sexually confident as She-Hulk. And I really like that because mm-hmm. She-Hulk should be, I mean, Jen should be as well, mm-hmm. but I like that She-Hulk doesn't shy away from that. That she was like, hell yeah, I just went into feed some demon things. Now I'm going to get me some and right. she picks him up and all of that sort of stuff. And then of course he's an asshole the next day. Uh, Cause you know, he doesn't. He doesn't like the woman. Once all the makeup comes off, once all the pretense comes off, It's not interested. Funny that, isn't it? Um, says a lot about the dating in my twenties.
0: Is uh- <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, all men are assholes. You
3: know? Oh, that's that's, about- <laughs> that's not true. No, it is. No, uh, it I is. Think-
0: <laughs> yeah, I, leave-
4: I leave this room, and I'll just sort of like I slap my children, yeah. headbutt hey. my wife smash the furniture no.
1: well I mean if she's into that Scott oh.
4: that's true well that's the good point yeah yeah she slaps back if it's consensual um, but
1: yeah. um. <laughs> consensual headbutting
4: <laughs> <laughs> like two rams um
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 I've fi- I finished this podcast and I go, Rab my wife. Yes,
4: exactly. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things, is, it, this is one of those things I was fun with. It's, the, it's what I call, the, you know, well, I think everyone acknowledges it. Like, There's the Hollywood ugly, where they, you know you see it in, sort of mm. like, you know, we've like got 10 things about you, although sort of 90. She's all stuff. that. Like, she's all that. Thank you. That's what I was thinking about. Like, when you look at her, and I feel, I'm so sorry, because it's completely gone from my mind. The actress's Tatiana name. Tatiana I Exactly. Long. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I've watched. Um, Orphan black, I've watched things. Like, I'm going like, no, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, she's beautiful. She's like,
1: too attractive. Yeah,
4: how is yes, like, she's, she's so not getting attractive. any attention? I'm going like, where's my phone? Like, you know, I'm married. I'm looking. I'll, I'll swipe on this. Like, <laughs> like the rest of, of us clips like just like yeah. On. <laughs> yeah so it, 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 it's one of those sort of frustrating things where you look at it, and you are going like, huh. You know, but then I understand. I understand. I what would the rather plane, have seen her going
1: on all the bad dates because mm. okay, she's getting these hits, but they're bad dates, and then she gives it a try as She Hulk. You know, not she's getting zero people. Like that's just not believable.
4: Yeah, I wanted to see sort of what's his name. What's this? Uh, I know it's probably you know obviously you've got to write it and and, and do that, but like what's his name? The the that um, macho pillar who's the oh the uh, Bukowski no. The guy who's living in Poland at the moment because he can he basically can get away with rape out there apparently. Um, oh, you mean, you mean Army Hammer? Yeah, no, no he eats people. Right. What is happening? What are you t- who are you? T- who the fuck are you talking? Are about? you talking about a character or a real person? The real person, right? He's been like in the news and stuff lately. It's sort of like some macho guy who's like, "To be a man, you have got to treat people like crap."
0: Ooh, yes, oh yeah. Uh, oh, oh, uh, oh that Tate. guy. Tate.
4: Tate. Yeah. Thank yeah, you.
3: Andrew yeah.
4: Taint. Andrew Taint. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call him. So was I, was, I, was expect- <laughs> I was expecting, sort of like, you know, them to have that sort of matchism. and They sort of touched on it, was a bit like, oh, a bit of a missed opportunity. But um, the guy, yeah, the doctor who left, I was a bit like, oh, because it pulled me in because I was like, oh, cool. It's going to work out. It's going to be a regular character. And then when it didn't, I was a bit like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. I feel really bad for Jen. <laughs> but
0: yeah, so, I thought it was interesting. Do you guys remember? Okay, first, I want to say something positive about the show because we haven't really done that yet. I really love the fourth wall breaking, especially in this episode. Like, I love that they kind of take it. It it feels like they're filming it in real time. Like they expected Twitter to react Mm -hmm. the way they have Mm -hmm. to the show, so they're able to write. (laughs) They were able to write it into the show. They were able to be like, "Well, this will give it Twitter armor for the week." Like, I was like, "Yes, this that is that is exactly like." It, that was it a really like, good line it yeah. felt like in the moment it felt like the writers threw that in this week because of the reaction to the show that's how good they were at like seeing how people were going to react um and then secondly did you guys do you remember the the really weird kind of fetishizing guy who was like yeah i the was perfect- going to bring that up that
1: mm-hmm. we had last week we had the comic like the comically bad baddies trying to steal her blood and then we have this creep who's yep. talking for mm. a specimen and i'm wondering if there's a connection there
0: mm. and then made it a point to ask her like well do you think vibranium would be able to penetrate right. skin?" like Being you know all too it, specific right we could laugh it off or that guy could show up later and be like oh i was one of the guys in the mask last week
4: that, that, i don't know i hadn't put that together Because they're Mm -hmm. they're obviously working for someone. There's the boss. So is the boss Mm -hmm. sort of like sending people to try and sort of like, you know, Mm get in there? yeah, no, I like a good spot. I I do want to agree about the fourth wall. I actually just want to say that again, Miss Lani, uh, Tati, Ria, name please. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. She's great. Yeah. Fantastic. love her. Every week, every week.
3: She just sparkles whenever she's on screen. Yes.
4: This is, this is unfortunately i feel a little bit like when we talked about miss marvel where i'm yeah. like i have real problems with something with the show but the cast mm-hmm. are great yeah and I, that's why i'm sometimes get so disappointed because i am like yeah. the cast the relationship between her and her best friend i love, oh, I love it i want to see more yeah. of them together yeah they're great fun um and stuff so I, i'm sort of they're fun and i enjoyed everyone on screen so yeah i do think there's some really good stuff and that's why i think this one worked this episode because of those that, that snapping of like the characters hitting a bit so that's what was working for me in the in the b plot more so than the the, the
0: a plot she mm. for sure carries it i mean she carries the show she makes yeah. it good yeah if she you does. think it's good it's because of her yeah mm.
2: yeah i do want to i do want to say i've been meaning to say this for weeks but i really like the post-credit courtroom artwork yes mm-hmm. yeah like, it, during it's the really credits nice. I think that is absolutely gorgeous, and I've kept forgetting to talk about it every bloody week. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps getting better. and I just think it's it's fantastic, and obviously I like the
1: theme too. But I think it suggests a more dramatic show than what we have.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I think it's what you were saying, Tonya, the other week. We were talking like Scott's talking about these big, deep, and and huge court cases, and and Tonya said the other week we don't have the time. It's because the yeah. show is too short. We don't have the time to right. do. To do a Boston Legal, to do an Alec mm-hmm. McBeal or, or any of those other type of shows, because you have to spend time on these cases and the characters and the, you know, the overarching things that are going to occur and the changes and and stuff.
1: It's like they're cutting out the middle parts of those shows. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like 100% agree. And
1: sometimes those feel like filler. So we're glad to be rid of them. But this time it just feels like, you know, you could have just given us a little bit more. Mm
0: mm-hmm. Not fleshed out. Yeah. Hmm. Um, And
1: I'm glad we were back in the court, but I don't know. To me, it felt like a farce. That's just not how courtrooms work here. You know, you can't just pull in a witness out of nowhere and everyone's okay with this, and so no one's like, "Hey, we didn't know this person was going to be on the stand." <laughs> like it's just you just pulled right, pull So them we're just in throwing and out go... all the rules of law here, you
4: know? <laughs> oh, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, like, the defense counsel could have been like, "Well, you've not made us aware of this drunk <laughs> sort of twenties right. woman going to be yeah. <laughs> And then they're like, "Oh, well,
1: she's drunk. <laughs> Never mind. You can have her." Like they could have mm. made an exception because, oh, clearly she's a horrible witness. Go ahead. We take back our objection. There was a moment they could have had with that, but instead it's just no one blinks. It's just, yeah, we just regularly teleport people into the courtroom and it's fine.
4: Yeah, mm. the Mystic Arts. Everybody knows now about the Mystic Arts. Right. Get, yeah. Superhuman you get, law division. Yeah. We get sling <laughs> rings in our cereal boxes nowadays. <laughs> yeah.
2: So we are we are slowly coming to an end. Um so just before we finish, I think we have to talk about the star of the show, which we've already mentioned. Uh Madison. Um mm-hmm. Rhea, what did you think of Madison?
3: Yes, more. I love her. Love her. Brilliant. So much fun just and I think that's what this needed I think it needed because we've got mostly Jen and her and her friends sort of like zinging off each other and that's it and then everything else is quite serious and po-faced around it it was nice to bring some lightness in and then have her bouncing off of Wong and bouncing off of Jen as well although I did feel a bit sort of like we need to Lift other women up, Jen. It's yeah. not. It's not eye roll yeah. about other women just because she's not your type, just because she's a little bit Alexis Rose. Mm. You know, it's it's, it's not be. There was a little. There was. A, I
2: did feel there was a little judgment. On, yeah. on her, I But
3: think. but Madison freaking handled herself, didn't she? She came, dropped her heart on the table. I mean, she got portaled somewhere else, drunk, and was like, mm. "Fucking got this shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I
3: had to give hey. away some of my blood." Yeah. You know? <laughs> It was like, yeah, it's fine. She's got it. I, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. It was a nice, fun injection. It was nice to see another woman on the show. Um, but I think we could do with a little bit of diversity. Um, But, I I mean, I'm just all for it. Just her and Wong. They should have at the end of every episode just a bit of Madison and Wong. Just hanging out. i them, then recap the episode.
4: Oh, my God, Scott.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yes. idea. That's, actually, that is quite funny. Do you want
4: to break the fourth wall, I have Madison and Wong recap the episode. I thought she was funny. I thought the moment she was saying, like, you know, I was scared. Uh, but then it was fun. Uh, and it was scary again. But then it was, like, you know, fun, scary. Like, you know, spooky. I thought that it was almost like, a, what's it, Penny sort of out of Ant-Man. Sort yeah. even yeah. I was like, I can't. I just thought she was. Next episode, the previously on, but by them. Yeah yeah uh,
0: yes that'd be so yeah good. that would be that would be smart yeah
2: I'd I even I'd enjoy that I mm. I, I I I wasn't a massive fan Boo. um because um, I think I've seen it done better like um Saturday Night Live, Cecily stro- you shut up <laughs> I, love- no,
1: this, I will say Dan that this version feels more authentic
2: like <laughs> yes.
1: this is a real person where oh, yeah. the one on Saturday Night Live, that's an exaggeration of that.
2: Uh, I don't know. I think it was either way around. That's that's me. But I, I think Cecily Strong is a stronger actor to do the the girl that you regret having a conversation with at the party of your parents is
3: called. With, that whiny, with the not, whiny growl. I would <laughs> yeah. not regret having a conversation with Madison. <laughs> I would be 100% in for that conversation. Yeah. And Kevin would be like, can you please stop talking to her? No. Mm. I will talk to her forever.
4: The only problem with, in, with, with engaging with Madison at any party, I know this would be my problem, but the moment she's like, Jägermeisters, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would be absolutely...
3: She just feels next. like someone with yourself. Yeah.
1: Like she's uh, going to be hanging all over you and touching you all the time, and it's just, uh-huh. look, lady, <laughs> I'm not drunk. <laughs> I don't need you all over me. Within
4: Within four minutes of being next to her, you would be right, there. Yeah, <laughs> totally.
1: Just from her fumes, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
4: Yeah, you just, osmosis. You just pull in the drunk.
1: I uh, think that the actress did a, a wonderful job with the role, though. Like, it was very believable, and that's why yeah. it was hitting a nerve with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think we all know a Madison, or several, in our lives. Like, we have run into this person many times. It was very life-like. It did seem like a person who actually exists in the world. Um I I she grew on me throughout the episode, as I think she grew on most people, um, uh, because I think her her introduction would not have have lent itself well to like the internet if if they didn't finish out with the wong stuff and her like buddying up with him. I think that endeared her to fans. But if you'd have just left her as like the sloppy drunk who like mm. Spoils the Sopranos for people. Like I hated her at first. I'm like, why would you do that? I've seen the Sopranos, but I'm why would like you Tanya. spoil things? Why? Yes. <laughs> why would you?
1: Why would you tell Listen. us, Dan? Why do people do things like
0: that? <clears throat> don't ask I, me. I am with Tanya on that. Like I absolutely hate spoiler. I don't go as as far as Tanya goes on a, like like. Don't even tell me about the trailer. But I don't care how old a show is. Like if you spoil dexter for me or the sopranos for me like i might end our friendship like this is it's it's serious business like spoilers
1: don't end per- the friendship put him to work <laughs>
0: yeah that sounds sinister don't you? i don't know what that means
1: <laughs> it means look at all the amazing social media we've had on this mm. podcast. <laughs> mm.
2: Mm. <clears throat> well um it's it's time i'm afraid to say goodbye but before we do that Um, where can everybody find everybody else? So, we're going to go to Brett because Mm. this podcast will also be available on Brett's feed, Marvel Plus. Uh, so tell us about Marvel Plus, Brett, and where people can find you in general.
0: So, my podcast is called Marvel Plus, as Dan said. Uh, it is a basically weekly companion podcast for the Disney Plus Marvel series. So, I cover everything disney plus marvel related i don't usually go into the, the films or anything like that it's solely dedicated to to the disney plus series so each week i have a new guest on um sometimes a whole bunch of guests like this cool crossover that we do here um and we discuss the episode for an hour or two or however long we want to talk about it depending on our interest in the episode um i also host the uh, several other podcasts i have one that's just like an entertainment and pop culture uh i do book reviews movie reviews all kinds of stuff like that over there it's called daily bs it's a podcast and youtube channel and then um i have several other podcasts so you can just look me up and find all of my podcasts i i have far too many podcasts um don't we all otherwise you can find me online just about everywhere at RealBrettScott. twitter instagram tiktok all that stuff
2: Amazing. Well, all the links will be in the show notes as well. Thank you very much, uh, Brett, for having this show on your show and vice versa. Um, Thank you. No problem. Great to meet you as well. Uh, Scott, you've got to go. So tell us very quickly where people can find you as well.
4: Yes, or you can find me on the set, uh, at Scott Weatherly, but more importantly, go find the podcasts uh, at Twentieth Century Geek, and that's available on all the podcast catchers. That's me. With a whole number of people doing different things, short stories, comics. I've had some fantastic problems about Tonya recently talking about her desert island comics. I've had uh, Ria come on to talk about female action heroes, which has been a, was a blast and we will be doing again. Um, and I've also got stories out of time and space that I do with Julian Darius Me and Julian talk about sci-fi film every two weeks and we got from mad tangents, about all kinds of things. So go and find that that's at pod time space.
2: Perfect. Thank you. And Ria go.
3: So you can find me at Madison Stan That's where I'll be from now on. <laughs> uh at Rear Carrigan, Twitter, Instagram, at Femme on Film, at Femme on Film Pod on Twitter and Comics in Motion, Pop Gorilla, on Film, other stuff. I'm around. Hit me up.
2: Great. And Tonya?
3: You can find me across
1: social media at Ms. Tanya Todd on my website, Ms. Tonya Todd.com and on IMDb, just Tanya Todd.
2: Perfect. Very succinct as usual. Um, since I didn't shout myself out last week, because I'm I'm a giver, not a taker. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to mention just my website as well. It's spiderdownthesecretballs.com. That's B-O-R-E-S. Uh, all the various links for podcasts, collaborations, reviews, Social media, it's all there. Just just go there. Just a hub, a massive hub of activity. So uh, go over there. But once again, the witnesses have given their testimony. The jury have come to a verdict. And this case
0: is closed. All right, ladies and gents, that's going to do it for the group discussion. Dan, that was... That was- pretty much like recording a big round table right and we've still got another one of those coming at the end of the what are we going to do what are we going to do when i have a round table with a bunch of guests from throughout this series that we've talked to plus this group of people like what is that going to end up being like 14 people in a round table <laughs> i don't know it would be absolutely ridiculous but i'd be totally down for it if that many people can end up making it Uh, If you have anything to add to today's discussion, please reach out at RealBrettScott on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, basically anywhere, social, online. Reach out, let me know. Listen, I'm always down to talk about any of this stuff, ongoing conversations for as long as you guys want to talk. So hit me up there, or you can reach out at the email. Also, if you want to be a guest on the show, now listen, She Hulk is now full i'm all full for she-hulk but i will start filling in the next series which i'm not even sure what that is yet uh, i can't remember what's next secret invasion maybe uh, we'll be filling in spots for the next series coming up so if you're interested get in early because as you can see it fills up like i'm all the way through the finale of she-hulk is now filled uh, got a great slate of guests a lot of new people you haven't heard from yet i cannot wait to talk to man that it's it's so much fun especially meeting new people every week like i love being able to do that don't get me wrong i love having some of my same favorite guests back on the show over and over again but i also just as much love talking to brand new people and i've got a couple of them on the way uh, if you are interested in video versions of this podcast or extra podcasts, like coverage of other MCU properties, or other things outside of the Disney Plus stuff, then go check out the Marvel Plus Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Plus. You get video versions of the podcast at the first tier, and at the second tier, uh, you get access to everything, uh, including, you know, all the movie reviews that I've done, upcoming stuff that I plan on doing behind the scenes, behind the pod episodes where i talk about how the process of, of making the podcast and things like that and discussions of other stuff like x-men and, and other stuff outside of uh the the disney plus mcu verse um so yeah go check that out um i'm trying to work on a, a new logo for the merch because apparently my logo is a, a little too Even though the the lettering is slightly different, even though it's a, you know, an amalgamation. uh, And and I've seen, I swear, man, I've seen plenty of other podcasts straight up use the actual Marvel logo. Don't even try to use a slightly different lettering or make it an amalgamation of the Disney Plus Marvel logo. But just straight up ripping off, just, you know, copy pasting the Marvel logo. And somehow their show still exists and they still sell merch with that on it anyway um the merch store is down currently because i'm having copyright issues with my logo and um i don't know if i'm going to go through the process to like you know uh combat that uh legally or if i'm just gonna come up with some new cool logos hey maybe some of you guys are artists and you want to submit uh possible logos that i could use something that you think represents the show well that would be pretty cool if i could get some some fan created podcast art that i could end up making my marvel plus logo so yeah you know what send those in man if you're interested uh send those in you can send them over to my instagram you can send them to me on twitter you can send them to the marvel plus email at marvelpluspodcast at gmail.com man I, it, it's a good thing i don't script this part of the podcast as much anymore because i, I think of stuff on the fly like this and uh damn I, I that's a pretty damn good idea if i do say so myself so uh please submit your entries for a new marvel plus logo and it can be it can do it be a play on the other logo um it can be something similar maybe you just want to do a really cartoony version of the marvel plus logo um, but whatever you come up with get creative i'd love to see it um i know some of your artists out there uh and, and i would love to showcase your stuff so Even if it doesn't get chosen to be the Marvel Plus logo, I will share it out online. So send me your ideas for a Marvel Plus logo or any kind of Marvel Plus merch. That'd be great. Maybe I can just put something cool that represents uh, some of our coverage or or some joke that's been made on the show. Um, You know, I'd love to come up with some other merch that doesn't just have the Marvel Plus logo on it. So please submit all that stuff to Marvel Plus Podcast at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, what have you, at RealBrettscott. Uh, I think I've plugged myself. No, no, scratch that. I think I have, uh, given you my contact information quite enough already. Uh, so please reach out and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for continuing to listen. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying the feedback that I'm getting. Like I said, new people are asking to be on the show. That means new people are listening all the time. So really happy about that. Could not do this without you guys. And, um, you know, if you want to support the show even further, go check out the Marvel Plus Patreon, as I said before. Uh, links are in the description to connect with anyone else who has been on the show today. And that's going to do it, guys. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Thank you for listening. As always, my name is Brett Scott, and this has been Marvel Plus.